Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. AEW managed to get TNT to do the right thing. And I think we should all commend both parties for that. I know they denied it last week, but sometimes changing your position on a thing and letting it happen is almost more difficult to do than the heat of the moment thing. Uh, AEW Dynamite put on a wonderfully beautiful tribute show to the tragically passed Jay Briscoe last night. And it was lovely. It was really, really lovely. Yeah, I think there's... I've been a lot of uh, love uh, shown on on social media and stuff because like there was a lot of like you know they wanted to do this last week mm. this was so, you know that's what they wanted to do for last week's episode and they didn't get to do it because Warner Media had said no and the, the- no no it was because Tony wanted to put it behind a paywall get those Honor Club subscriptions yeah but warner said no and in fact like Meltzer i think was even saying about it that like like up until you know because they only announced this match on mm. tuesday that mark briscoe was going to be on the the show that tony was fighting really really hard and warner brothers were very much in there you know they dug their heels into the ground we're not doing it and tony had to work very very hard to get them to change their minds and i think that they have as fans and I think you know, the the wrestlers that were there for the show as well was one hundred percent the right thing to do. Like it was the video package was uh, that they had aired earlier in the night. Like you know, brought me to tears. And then, man, watching Jay Lethal come out for the 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 match in you know in tears himself was really quite emotional. But the reaction that Mark got when he came out was was truly beautiful. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, DAD. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite Review Podcast. If you haven't already, please press the thumbs up button. Give us a subscribe because are we, how close are we? we- so yeah, so yesterday, <laughs> we. Uh, so for those of you who joined us yesterday, we did a, uh, a very fun thing. We did a 10 hour oh. Royal Rumble randomizer live stream where we watched Royal Rumbles for 10 and a half hours uh, in the end uh, with a little spinning wheel that chose a rumble for us and we watched it. And we gave ourselves a little incentive, which was 
if we hit 71,200, we'll add on another rumble. We didn't hit that target, but we did pass 71,000 subscribers. We were like, hey, do you know what? That's a pretty good little thing. This whole celebration was for hitting 70K. We passed 71 on the stream. What a lovely thing. Because we didn't actually hit it, <laughs> a lot of people unsubscribed. So when I woke up this morning, we'd gone under 70, uh, under 71 again. But we are only three subscribers away from hitting 71K Two days in a row. You know the bit in the Muppets movie at the end, <laughs> yeah. and, and they. I feel like YouTube's just going to nudge it. Oh no, we've actually only got twenty-two thousand <laughs> subscribers. We, in a way, that makes me feel better. I think <laughs> yeah. Ralph says in that. Uh, but yes, please give us a subscribe. Leave your comments down below with your tributes to Mark Briscoe. Sorry, Jay Briscoe. I kept almost doing that in my in my news script today. Uh, your thoughts on the episode as well. And send in your Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars or more. But yes, we'll talk about the all the Jay Briscoe stuff, the Mark Briscoe stuff, starting with this video package. We'd heard um, that in, in the immediate days after Jay's passing, how much of a family man he was, how much he loved his children, how good of a father he was, how active he was in his community, and that he'd gone to learn the lessons from the homophobic tweet he posted a decade ago. Um, yeah, he, he, made, he used that mistake he made as an opportunity to grow and learn and improve on himself. And massive respect for that. And this was this was a video clip showing the man behind this terrifying intimidating intense wrestling performer reach for the sky boys and and there he is as this wonderful loving dad and human being because that's the thing when i think back to this video package and i i might be completely wrong on this i don't really remember much wrestling being in the the video package it felt so much more as like this is what who jay was as a person, as a father, as a friend, as a family member, as opposed to here is Jay, here's all the great matches mm. that, that uh, Jay had. Like here's him hitting moves on CM Punk or here's him winning the title and the other. Like I'm sure those clips were in there, but those aren't the bits I remember of it. The bits I remember of it are all of the family stuff. I think, yeah, I can't, again, it's it's memory how the way it works. About three minutes long, just, it couldn't have been a better video package. But you're right, I can't remember any, like, moves being hit. It was all celebrating. It was like, you know, them standing next to FDR. It was him joking around with his brother. It was him with his family and his daughters at cheerleading practice. We mentioned the story last week about how he would go to cheerleading practice with pigtails in his hair and do the dances along with everyone as a sort of cheerleaders of the cheerleaders. And we, we got to see a clip of that. Mm. And it was, yeah, like... Yeah, I guess it would sort of be a bit weird to show him covered in blood and <laughs> do, hitting doomsday devices on people. Yeah. And to be honest, you know, a bit insensitive considering the nature of his passing. So I thought it was it was perfectly done. It's such a classy move. The the match later on, as you've already said, was Jay Lethal versus Jay's brother, Mark. Um, and Jay Lethal was so emotionally, visibly raw. Far more so than Mark Briscoe. Not that Mark Briscoe wasn't. Uh, grieving, but I thought Ian Riccoboni's commentary was unparalleled on this night. He said, we deal with grief in different ways. And Mark Briscoe's way is to punch the crap out of someone. To man up and punch the crap out of someone. And it was, yeah, I, I, when they showed the video, package, uh, the video package afterwards, Excalibur 
you know, had a line that he needed to read in order to mm. throw to the next segment or, you know, throw to a future segment. And it took him two attempts because he was clearly very, very emotional during this. And you're right. Like, and yes, Ian Riccoboni said, we all deal with grief in, in different ways. Jay's, this was like an outpouring of emotion for Lethal because he came down to the ring with Sanjay Dutt. It just, he hugged, you know, there was no Satnam Singh, no Jeff Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Might have changed the tone. What do you, would you have liked that? <laughs> I'd have been like, it's the touching tribute we needed. <laughs> it's, Jay- it's what Jay would have wanted. <laughs> Jay- so that's, that's, now, that's now telling us up. Uh, you're more into Jeff Jarrett <laughs> than your own daughter and touching tribute to Tragically Past Wrestlers. But I, I just think that Jeff Jarrett improves all things. He's the, he's the tide that rises all ships. <laughs> and often writes some ships. But he, uh, We've got to be able to get him on this show. <laughs> well, he loves you. And does he love me or does he <laughs> or did he think he could get something out of you that one time <laughs> you made me do such a 180 last <laughs> on Jeff Jarrett <laughs> but um anyway it's a, it was just Jay and Sanjay Dutt and you know Lethal hugged Dutt and mm. Dutt went to the back so it was just a straight one-on-one trivia match this wasn't heel jay lethal they sh- they shook hands they hugged in the middle of the Exposed ring he, the business. And, he and mark and mark like just came out this outpouring of like emotion mm. from the crowd had both of the ring of honor tag team belts oh, he's like came yeah. into the ring proper celebrating you know reach for the sky boys and like all of this sort of stuff and it just was it felt really cathartic for the crowds mm. to be able to show mark that love dave has been making this point he made this point a lot last week and sort of throughout the week as well melts of that is that he's always felt really like sorry for mark because the reason why mark couldn't get on tv was because of things that his brother had done but mark never wanted to split away from the team he was like if we're going anywhere mm. I'm, we're going together like I'm, i don't want to go out there and just be a singles guy because i've got the best thing possible going for me which is tagging with my brother every single night like that that's all i've ever wanted to do so but you know melts made the point is like it's you know mark's being punished for something that his brother has done so now we're able to have mark on tv you know him and jay have been signed to long-term contracts by aew essentially with by tony khan and from what i gather now he can be a regular Mm. on on dynamite tv it's if they want to and i kind of feel like you'd want to right well where i mean where do you go uh with this because he is one half of the tag team champions uh i i i'd imagine the most sensitive thing to do is to just vacate and almost retire that not get rid of the roh tag titles but almost retire that belt and just be like the briscoes were the last champions in honor of jay mm. and then you introduce new tag belts you know call them are they the world are they the roh tag team championships They're the world tag team champions, just call yeah. them the roh tag team championships then so the world version has been retired mm. new lineage i think that's yeah. a nice touch and then i don't know i don't, I don't know if it, well, it's up to it's up to mark like if he wants to find a new tag partner all the power to him uh, and he can compete in that tournament but i think it, you know Go as a singles guy now. It was great. I've always loved watching Mark wrestle. His hillbilly kung fu it's pops so, me so much. Absolutely brilliant. I, I remember, like when when I first started getting into Ring of Honor with my mate Ketman Dan back in 2010, and we saw. I, I was watching uh, a pay per view with Dan, and he hit the uh, Mark hit the froggy boat, and we both went, 
why has that never been done before? <laughs> <laughs> How have we never seen this? And Dan, he was you know pretty high, just kept on going. You've got a frog splash. You should have a froggy everything. <laughs> just put a froggy in front of a move, and it will make an infinite bet. Like just with the yeah yeah thing. Um, yeah, so we got to see that in this match off the top rope to the outside through a table. That was the big spot. So great, yeah. So like lethal, it looked like lethal was going to put mark through the table mark fights out of that puts jay on the table mm. instead jumps up rolls into the ring up to the top <coughs> rope froggy bow to the outside through the table to onto the floor beautiful like it was like in the crowd this is awesome chant like mm. everyone was just super super into this everyone was into everything that mark did as you, you would be but like lethal was almost the perfect dance partner for this as well and it clearly meant so much to, to lethal i um i mean yeah i, I cried a lot mm. watching this like yeah. the video package got me earlier but like at the start of this match watching lethal come out teary eyed like really started to get me going but then mark came out and you know it was ju's birthday today oh. as well and like it's the the outpour of emotion from both of them in various in their different ways mm -hmm. like it really mm -hmm. really affected me and they, they the crowd really affected me as well and then at the end of this when mark wins with the j driller no less and he wins he celebrates and Lethal walks up to the crowd and the, the roster comes out all wearing the, the, the Briscoe t-shirts and he they all hug. Like, like Sanjay Dutt like running down the ramp mm. to, to hug Jay was like really emotional. And then Jay got to go up and he got to celebrate with everyone. It was just beautiful, man. It was, it was a perfect tribute. As you mentioned, it was a good point you made earlier that Rick and Barney said grief, all deal with grief in different ways and how this was... It, so nice for the wrestling community like for all those wrestlers but for us fans as well uh cathartic's the wrong word isn't it but it's it and and there's a lot more work to be done for everyone for full closure but it's part of this communal getting together recognizing something awful has happened but just being there at the same time it's like you know the Brody lee tribute show was hugely important to the whole community in bringing it together, mm -hmm. such a such a well done thing. High profile people left WWE to come to AEW because they recognised the classiness of how that was handled, and just you know, Tony Khan gets a lot of flack from loads of different people, and you know, I criticise his booking for six months. I stand by that, but never forget that Tony Khan made that Brody Lee show happen and he made this show happen. Mm -hmm. You cannot deny the man's love for professional wrestling. He's a fan. He's a fan, but he's also the spiritual, like he is a spiritual leader of our type of wrestling fan and the whole community to, to bring people together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's very, very good. Uh, I want to put over Rick Abani again yeah, because I just be. thought he's, he's the, the line, the call he had, at the start, uh, he was talking about how he travelled with the Briscoes. Mm. They would tell stories to each other. And one evening they're in some part of the country and they saw a lake and the light hit the lake in a certain way. And now they're going to take us to that lake. And I'm just like, God damn, mm -hmm. that is a level of wrestling calling that has transcended the medium and, and is, is borderline poet poetry. And it reminded me of like how good Byron Saxton was in the situation of the New Day and Kofi Mania victories. Yeah. So I, I just, yeah, Rick Abani, I thought you were fantastic. Even this. Rick Abani also highlights something which I hadn't even considered because the whole point of them is that you're not supposed to notice that they're there. 
Paul Turner was mm. the referee, and uh. Ian Bickerbani was making the points. Like, Paul Turner refereed so many Briscoe's matches that, like, for him, this is a way to honor the, the legacy as well. Like, you know, it wasn't just Jay and Mark that got to have this. Paul Turner as the mm. referee got to be, he got to have his moments with all of this as well. I, I think it is really lovely. And like, you know, you mentioned that the Brody Lee tribute show is like, it's, and when I sort of, you know, logged onto social media this morning, kind of see what, you know, the reaction was after I'd finished watching the show. It is, it, it's a, a weird thing, the wrestling world. There's nothing quite like it. Mm. You know, we are like a weird little bubble. And when, you know, when a, it does feel like if a wrestler passed away, like one of our own has gone and it's, we all sort of come together you know, but we all put arms around each other to be like, oh, no, it's going to be okay. And that's what this show was. To an outside viewer watching this show, it must have felt like a really bizarre, you know, thing in a bizarre scenario. And you don't really know a lot of the context. But if you're in that context, it's just like it's so perfectly done. Well, I think they, if you're a new viewer watching the show, you're probably like, oh, this guy was probably a really big deal in this company. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> he, he never appeared on never, TV. He wasn't allowed to. That's how... Just insanely lovely this this act is, I, I feel. And it's so nice because last week, we, I, you know, we were all pretty frustrated. I argued the cynical business point for it, but I wasn't happy about it. Nope. I can see why Warner Bro, like WBD, played it safe. Makes total sense. Um, but that was deeply, deeply unfortunate. So, but, like, compare how you felt last week in the immediate passing the decision not to do any tribute show to how you feel now. Mm -hmm. And it shows how important doing those sorts of tribute shows are because I, I it's yeah, we got to celebrate something. So celebrate. celebrate a man's life. That's it. The celebration of the celebration of life, which is mm. what they, you know, they like to call these things. Speaking of which the, the three hour uh, show is now up on YouTube. The, the one that they taped last week, it's available right now. If you want to go and head over to ring, don't do it like while we're watching, you know, no, no, we need the, the ad revenue. Yeah, on. absolutely. Yeah. You know, it helps us with the algorithm. You stick around, but if you, once this is finished, you can head over to ring of honors, YouTube channel. And it's free to watch over there. Well, watch, watch the restaurant news. If you haven't already. Yeah. Um, um, survival, survival series. series, probably head over to no rolls bards. They've got our three count Royal rumble predictions. That, that's true. Yeah. And, once you've done that, we did a ten and a half hour stream yesterday, so you probably get through at least half of that, maybe three quarters. Yeah. It's more important than watching the tribute show, all of those. But but once you've done that, once you've done all of that, trip maybe show. maybe go there and watch that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Let's see what you are all saying in the Omega chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Uh, we'll read out every single one over five US dollars. Jonathan Bryant have had a pretty crappy week as it's been raining here for days now, but have been online with you all since 7 a.m. EST. Thank you for the content. Oh, sorry. These were late chats from yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the genuine conversations and the laugh today, boys. Great job for putting this together, Luke. Jam that jam. Thank you very uh, much. And they also say, also, my favorite thing in the media world right now is Pete's und- undying love for the bloodline. Question, what happens to the bloodline after mania? They lose all the belts and then dissolve, stay together and cause chaos. Thoughts? Cheers, mate. Jam that jam. Honestly, I don't know. Mm. And it's it's almost one of the, it's I've said this about a few storylines <laughs> in the past with wrestling where it's like I'm I'm more excited just to see, just to watch it mm. than sit there and like fancy book out months and months and months and be like, what happens to them at SummerSlam? What happens to them when we get to next war games? I was like, I just want to see it. I want to let it play out. Yeah. I want to see Sami Zayn beat Roman Reigns. And that but I imagine then the fallout would be Roman trying to maintain his position of head of the table without mm. the sort of championship gold proof of that. And you'd probably have a lot of tensions with Jay, family issues. Ah, loads of uh, Mm -hmm. sort of context to mine. Uh, But onto the subject of Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal and Jay Briscoe's passing. Jack Spiracy says, took today off work to stay up and watch the show. Teary eyed when Mark came out, began crying when the ref counted three and the Briscoe's music played in floods of tears when Mark held up the titles on the ramp and the image of Jay above. Dem boys, top five. Yeah. They'll be, I think they'll forever go down as one of the greatest tag teams to never get, mm. if not the greatest tag team to never get that big mainstream run. Because even like last week, I said, you know, they never got that real big like TNA run. People were like, well, you know, they're on the first couple of Asylum shows. I was like, yeah, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's my point. It's just like that was on the Asylum shows when they were on like weekly yeah. pay-per-view. I mean, when they were on Spike TV, when they were when they were TNA, big time TNA, and Hogan was there and all that sort of mm. stuff, even before that. Never got that moment. Didn't get it in AEW. Didn't get it in WWE. They were just, they'll. I think they'll always go down as that tag team that never got that big mainstream mm-hmm. run. Um, but that almost helps their mythology. 
Like, you know, if they went to WWE back in 2013, that's a pre like Triple H NXT era. Yeah. They wouldn't have been the same act. I don't don't think they would have lasted. It'd been very bizarre. Uh, So we we have a theory on this, by the way. This next, we have a lot of these SL underscore ID and then a bunch of numbers. We've all thought it was the same person whose username was like Slid. I think this is Streamlabs underscore ID. Oh, bunch of numbers. Yeah. This is part of Streamlabs losing usernames. Well, I'm sorry uh, we don't have your name, but uh, they say, I lost a friend, Alex, to suicide in 2014. We were friends because of wrestling. He'd introed me to Ring of Honor and loved the Briscoes. His suicide led to me starting the charity called Lions Barber Collective. Alex would have loved this show. Hope they meet up there. That's very, very good. I swear we've... Lions Barber Collector, that sounds familiar. I feel like they've emailed in in the Mm. old days. I can't remember their name, though. Uh, Jared Hazelwood. If they can somehow find a way to sign Mark to AEW, which they have, apparently, I'd really like to see him maybe feud with MJF and take the title off him. He is basically the diametric opposite (laughs) of everything MJF is. Even if Mark loses, that feud would be amazing. I kind of would love to see Mark Briscoe versus MJF on Dynamite. Yeah, for the title, like I, I, I don't think you know putting the AEW World Championship on Mark is is not the, the move I would make next. But yeah, MJF versus Mark Briscoe as a Dynamite mm-hmm. main event or one of those like you know, a Quake at the Lake or whatever, I think that'd be a really fun main event. Yeah, two two three week builds yeah. on Dynamite. Uh, yeah, you'd have to do it soon to sort of keep the momentum going off of this show. Uh, oof. <laughs> How can Max cut a promo on him to build it though without oh. going to the the hor- most horrible depth? But that that he wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I mean he would. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the Brian Pillman feud he did? Oh no. Bacon Rasher, hi lads. Jay Briscoe tribute was great. AEW have really upped their game on video packages, and that with the main event brought a tear to my eye. Rest of the show was meh. Thanks for the stream yesterday. Brilliant and had it all on all day. Jam that jams went down well. Yeah, oh. I couldn't stop eating this. Oh, well, it's neither could Adam. Have you seen the, how fatty he is today? In the office? <laughs> Crikey, a moment on this, moment on the lips. Full of jam. <laughs> He's a little podgy, Adam. <laughs> now, uh, Koji Moon's member for three months. Enjoyed the Royal Rumble stream. Also, the Jay Briscoe tribute was just perfect. And I'm just Marcus says this tribute was incredibly emotional. I hadn't cried like that since Brody Lee's tribute show. It was nice to see the man behind the character and how much he loved his family and worked to be the best man he could. And the match and ending got me too. Yeah, it was really, really nice. Oh. It, I, you didn't know that this was on the cards yesterday. I knew it right at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't I seen was, that it was announced. We, on the Rumble stream, I said, our oh, Mark's on things mm. tonight. What was you know, your sort of thoughts and reactions like to knowing that he was going to be on the show? And- so happy. Yeah. I, I was, I was immediate. My immediate thought was, thank you, Tony Khan. <laughs> because he, <laughs> you know, that it, that's come from him. Mm. That's come from him, like forcing this through at yeah. Warner Bros. Discovery. He must have really, really argued not argued but maybe like pleaded bartered um and he, he pulled it off i've been so very grateful for I, Tony. Khan. absolutely yeah there's been a few people who because obviously Meltzer was the one who was running with the whole you know the warner brothers didn't want to do it even though the the bucks and tony had also been sort of talked about it in interviews and stuff but there have been some people from the wrestling world who've been using this to take pot shots at dave mm. to be like more of dave's bad reporting because he said the warner brothers wouldn't do this and then this, you know, when he was having that conversation the same day, they announced that he was going to be on the show. Yeah. Well, and I think that's very unfair. Yeah, and and you know, sort of what 
What a poor time to yeah. choose those shots. Yeah. Just had two more coming on the subject. John Reedy, I was at the Lexington Dynamite last night. Mark's entrance and Pinfall were the loudest noise I've ever heard in an arena. TV didn't do it justice. I thought, compared to the last month worth of crowds, the crowd did not sound as loud as usual, even for those moments. So that could be a micing issue. Could be. Uh, and John Rye, great tribute. I legit got emotional when I saw Mark with both belts. Life is short and precious. Tell the people you love that you love them as much as you can. Stop and smell the roses and don't hold grudges. It's not worth it. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank so, you. Again, Rick Abani said stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, if you're thinking about anyone, just give them a call, check in, live shot. Oh, thought... I like Rick Abani. But you know, I always thought you're not Kevin Kelly. <laughs> so, so I was just—I was so impressed. I, I, yeah, really good performance on Let commentary. Me give this quick shout before we do move into it from uh, the twenty who suggested you could do uh, Mark Briscoe versus Claudio at Supercard of Honor. Oh yeah, for the ROH. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that's a really good way of doing it. Uh, right, so this episode of Dynamite, keep, keep on getting your Omega chats in to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all the ones over five US dollars at the end of the show. But this episode of Dynamite began with Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara taking on Ricky Starks and Action Andrade. That was a fun tag match. Fun tag match. Uh, Guevara won. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, the, the crowd were into... All the guys, you know, really hating on Jericho, really hating on Guevara, into Action Andretti, but way more into Ricky Starks. And uh, Ricky hit uh, the Rochambeau and Jericho on the outside, and Andretti was set up to win because Guevara was now in a two-on-one situation. But Daniel Garcia hit Action Andretti with the bat, allowing Guevara to hit the GTH for the win. Why was Starks in that finish? He was on the outside. He'd hit the Rochambeau about... a. 40 seconds before Yeah, well, you know, that. you also fall on your knees and that. Like, it's got to get back up, check what's going on, I... play to the crowd. So this was this was a fine tag match. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Action Andretti, super impressive. I would replace the word fine with fun. Fun. Fun tag fun match. Fun tag match. But I'm just comparing this to where we were at at the start of the year. Yeah. And it's it's totally off the boil, this feud. Like, coming, <sighs> like, the Jer- Jericho yeah. versus Andretti. Wow. All-time great dynamite moment. Starks versus Jericho. Yes, you've given Starks back the momentum that I thought he was in danger of losing post-MJF feud. And then, since then, you know, it was going along, it was going along. And then that promo segment from two weeks ago that really ate into the Trios Championship main event ladder match has just, it just like that moment, I thought, oh, this doesn't feel right now. And every time since, I'm like, I've lost it. I'm just not into this feud anymore. I was going to make the exact same point. I was like, I think it was the promo segment yeah. that they did on Dynamite a couple of weeks back. Really has like taken me out of this feud somewhat. Like I was, you know, I was what kind of into uh, him versus Hager last week, but you know, him beating Hager was the same way he beat Jericho. It was like, oh, he beat all of the Jericho presentation signing and beat Hager. I was like, well, I've already seen him beat Jericho. Like he's beaten the final boss. Yeah. And now we're sort of going back a few times. I don't really know where you're supposed to take this feud next, to be honest. Well, the the other elements you've got, you've got Garcia's will I, won't I turn on Sammy oh, Guevara, so which we've with. already had. So I'm not into that. Uh that I, I was most into this a couple of weeks ago because I thought Jericho's going to go on a losing streak and that's going to make him so upset because he's around a group of people who are supposed to appreciate how awesome he is. Uh, and he is still technically on a losing streak because he did he noticeably didn't get that pin in mm-hmm. this tag match. 
but they're not really emphasizing that. So I'm like, well, where where is this going? And I'm like, oh, it's the way every Jericho feud has gone for the last four years. Here's my faction. We're going to feud for the next three months, even though there's really actually only four weeks in this. Mm. So I feel like I've just got... I've, Jericho fatigue has hit me again. I wonder if that that's maybe that's it. Because the second you was like, oh my god, because I've just got I flashbacks to America top mm. team and then the Blackpool Combat Club feud that never ended. And you know, him going up against uh, Eddie, which also then including him going up against Ortiz and all that and the other. I was like, yeah, I think I'm kind of done a little bit. And I, it's getting to the point now where I don't think this is doing anything for Starks or Andretti. Yeah. Andretti feels really off the boil, massively so. Uh, Starks, I don't think is. Like, so the crowd is super still into Starks, but you can chip away at that quite mm. easily. Look at Eddie. Um, I mean, how, well, I think Eddie's problem was that they stopped putting him on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that was actually probably the bigger, bigger portion. Um, but yeah, actually, Andretti just feels like, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. Well, it's great to watch in the ring. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so this was fun. It sounds like we're really down on it, but we're more sort of down on the future of this feud because it feels like we've had it a lot already. Someone said that the Jericho Vortex. Yeah, it's a bit. Um, so something I noticed in this match, the hard cam was higher. Was it now? Did, did you not notice? I was like watching. I was like, what's different about this presentation? I know you've got the new graphics and the neon, whatever. What's happening here? And I got shots of, I paused it. I got, it took me, it meant I was late by about 15 <laughs> minutes because I fell down this rabbit hole of what am I seeing that's different? And I got up loads of shots of the last few weeks of Dynamite. And the the middle rope, the, the near top rope is generally aligned with the middle rope mm. on the far side. But this time it was aligned with the bottom rope. So the, the ring usually looks like that, but this time it was like that. So it was hmm. a higher angle for the hard cam. Could just be a venue thing. Or maybe it's just the, the latest production tweak that this uh, new head of production's done. Because I thought overall there was a lot of new production bits, like uh, playing clips from Pro Wrestling Noah, mm. the video packages of Jay and of Adam Cole. I was like, this feels like a really well put together wrestling TV show. All of a sudden. Yeah, I, I <clears throat> did not spy it, but I will look out for it next week. Well, maybe it will be gone next week. And, uh, <laughs> 15 minutes wasted. We got the Jay Briscoe video package, which was fantastic. Buddy Murphy's... Murphy's... Buddy Murphy... Matthews. Matthews took on Darby Allen next for the TNT title. A fun match, but not like the super good match that these two could have. I agree on mm. that one as well. Uh, although they did show you footage of Derby in Muta's final match, you know, and I think we then learnt why Derby and Sting went over for that, apart from for the great move match, but what Noah gave them back in return. We'll get onto that a little bit mm. later on. But it was very cool to see them actually use the footage of the, the final yeah. match and what Derby went through that. And it actually kind of helped tell the story, which is what they're going with here, which is that Derby, since winning the belt from Joe in a war, is going towards every week and it is it's lessening him and lessening him and lessening him he's not going into any matches at a hundred percent but because he is darby allen he feels like he as champion he just needs to keep going into these matches so not only has he had the four matches with kushida and um uh juice robinson and mike bennett and, this and the other he's also flown over to japan so he's mm. now got travel fatigue as well and so matthews was able to target a lot of that within this match there was a brawl on the outside because the lights went out 
Malachi Black and Brody King were on the ramp, but Ortiz ran down to attack them with the chair. So Ortiz and Sting brawled with them to the back. And then it just like, kind of left Darby and um, Matthews to have some start. And I wrote the exact same thing. Fun match. Allen survives by the skin of his teeth yet again. And Samoa Joe challenged him for a TNT rematch next week. Yeah, that'll be big. Uh, no holds barred. Yeah, the king of television returns. It was nice to see Joe back on. What happened to Wardlow? What, you know, Joe a, cut off his hair. He's got to grow his hair back. That's not the point <laughs> of a hair cut off angle. Oh man, I forgot. I forgot Wardlow existed. Is that bad? Well, he's got back to doing his public access TV show in his uh, basement, Wardlow's World. Uh, yeah, I yeah. This this was good stuff. I, I would like if Alan every match he had, there the opponent would injure a different part of his body, and he would then bandage that bit of the body up for the whole time. So by the time he faces Joe, he is effectively a mummy. He's a yeti. Yeah, he's the yeti. <laughs> Well, that'd be really fun, <laughs> but they haven't gone with that. That's fair enough. Uh, yeah, you know, sometimes, sometimes there are better ideas on the table, and you go with the lesser version of it. Buddy hit a buckle bomb and a stomp. He did, yeah. Uh, <laughs> backup Hangman said that boy sure does love his law. <laughs> <laughs> he will. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I just feel like we haven't got the Buddy Murphy we haven't, in yeah, AEW. No. I thought this might be it. I was like, oh, a singles match for a title. What a treat. I had the same thought. Uh, but we didn't get it. I lo- it feels like, I mean, and this does feel more like a Rampage storyline, so we don't mm. get to talk about it a lot. Yeah. But it does feel like we are heading towards House of Black versus Kingston, Ortiz, and Homicide, um, most likely on the Revolution pre-show. Mm-hmm. But even so, that sounds like a fun six-man tag to me. Maybe a returning Santana if he can patch things up with people Maybe. it's been a while yeah, it's been a while uh, we got an Adam Cole return video package really well done really well produced and it showed him looking at a banner for Revolution like it was re- the Wrestlemania sign at the Rumble and hilariously with the line I don't know when my return to the ring will be <laughs> he's like looking up at the Revolution like, hmm when, when could it be I, if only I had some clues to work on this well I mean we asked this last week and I still don't have an answer but who's the face mm. Who does he face? Well, I, I said Hangman Page, and you play this whole uh, concussion thing up. You know, I don't like Hangman's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to wrestle you. You're yeah. my friend, and I don't want to concuss you. Yeah, uh, because I am the co- concussion master now. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say concussion. Uh, M. MJF's facing Danielson. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's going to be on the list. Claudio. Claudio might be good. Claudio might be fun, actually. Um, Kingston, we think, is probably busy. You could put him in a feud with The Firm. Who I mean, did... I mean, if you would put him in Jeff Jarrett, he really wanted to get his first <coughs> yeah. match over us when he wanted to do an actual King of the Ring. Uh, well, send in some chats. Let's see, uh, see what people think. Yeah. We had Hook Boy take on... <laughs> Ethan Page and Matt Hardy next. Hook Boy is better than Jungle Hook. Yeah. Which doesn't work for me. Hookhausen works mm. because it's Danhausen. But, and he, co- he does a lot of things that are Blankhausen. Jungle Hook, have I missing something here? Is there some term that is real that I'm unaware of? I think they just gave up. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I like Hook. I, I think Jungle Boy is fine. 
Dude, it's the firm. Like that's the. It's not. It's. Do you think it's the? That's one hundred percent what the problem is here. Because the firm stuff's rubbish. Oh, so like bad. it's really rubbish. And they came out to Matt Hardy's music, and then it's either page. No, you turn this music off. And Ethan Stokely Hathaway's like, no, we turn this music off. Isaiah Cassidy agrees, and Isaiah Cassidy goes, no, I don't agree. Well, you should agree. Would we'll, you we'll go to the ring? I'm like, I know. I don't know who any of you people are. <laughs> what any of your purposes are. What any of your wants and wishes are. Unless I'm watching Dark Elevation probably yeah. and it's re- it's just rubbish and then hook and then jungle hook win and i like them because i think hook's ace mm. i think jb's great but um this firm thing is winding me up yeah for isaiah Casti, who no offense but has been portrayed on tv as the under under undercard when he really publicly undermines Stokely Hathaway, who I think he's meant to be working for. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, not going to take you seriously at all. Well, I think it's because they're under, they won their contracts yeah. or something. Isn't that what happened? Did Matt Hardy like fight for yeah, their contracts yeah. and then lost it or some other thing? Everyone's telling us it's a Jungle Book reference. Oh, Jungle Hook, Jungle Book. I get it now. We never even thought of that. It didn't even cross my mind. And I watched that movie fairly recently with the kid. Mm. She didn't watch it much. Well, I'm the king of the swingers. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. You, you tell me you can't do impressions, and yet every now and again you just bust one out. I can scat. Skip my bad. Yeah, I don't like this. Uh, family therapy time. Speaking of members of the firm. And speaking of things that weren't as good as they could have been. No. This is. I don't know what tone they were going I, for. Neither do I. And I don't think they knew either. I thought that the acclaimed and the ass boys in a family therapy session would be real, like a team hell no anger management type deal. With Billy Gunn in there as With well. With Billy Gunn in there. DAG Generation X Billy Gunn, you'll probably have a whale of a time. And you've got a therapist in the middle there who's an actor. I, I, you'd thought maybe they've hired her because she's a funny actor. Like she's a comedian. Maybe this will be really, really funny. But no, they just said some stuff and it ended. Mm. And it really was like the ass boys playing it 100% straight, which is like, you're a terrible father because we, you were never there because you were always on the road. The, like our failures as son are your failures as a father yeah and Billy goes like yeah that's probably true though I suppose I yeah I was but uh, <laughs> well, I've got these new new sons here instead what do you want tag titles okay I guess I guess that's what we're doing then yeah and then it ended and the, the comedian the comedian I thought was a comedian in the middle didn't do anything and Bowens and I thought Bowens had a funny line at the start where the guns did like a serious that this is what you've done to us father and then Bowens was just like you two are the most annoying pieces of S I've ever met. And that was funny. And I was like, okay, here we go. We're going to get yeah, them being funny, them being yeah. annoying heel serious. And I was just like, it was over in two minutes. I thought there's so much material here. If you did it right, this could have been a three-week recurring skit where they're working on stuff. And then you pull the trigger on the tag title match. I found myself... I li- I like the guns. I genuinely like the guns. It's it's you and but probably, uh, Tony Khan. I think it's me and Tony Khan. Not even their own biological <laughs> dad likes the guns. But I found myself empathising with them. 
Which which I should I shouldn't be. No. Because I like the guns because they're goofy heels. For this story, they should remain that. But I was like, no, actually, you're the acclaimed or they're being a bit dickhead. They, they, they stole your dad. Yeah. Which up until now, when they're like, you stole our dad. Funny line. Really funny thing. They still sound like the, the annoying heels. But this one, I don't know. I got you gotta be careful with this. Because in trying to get over the ass boys, which I think is a worthwhile thing, you might chip away at the acclaims appeal. I feel like we sort of are though as well. And I think when when the acclaimed had their their all time great tag feud against Team TNA, you know, people <laughs> It was amazing. People quite incorrectly said, Oh, this will be the fine filler feud before you get to the actual real feud. Mm. And now I feel like I think we should step back. I think we should just go back to doing stuff with Team TNA. I do think that was better. Yeah. Because the the, the Ass Boys aren't over to the degree that they kind of need to be. And I think the, the acclaimed need a big tag feud. Because otherwise they're going to end up as Jack, uh, Jungle Express or Jurassic Express, whatever they were called, when they had the tag. Or well, so the yeah. Lucha Bros, when they had the tag belts. No real big feud. And they just have a, a forgettable run. Um, well, because the Bucks aren't. Well, <laughs> they're in a different division. I was going to say they're in a, prob- a different division now. People point out as well that it's um the the therapist was a wrestler. Mm. Why wouldn't you hire an actor to bring that? That's why Doctor Shelby worked because Doctor Shelby was an actor brought in, and you know he's an actor because he sat by the phone hoping to do another family therapist <laughs> to get another acting gig. But like that's why Doctor Shelby can come in and do some funny stuff. She just comes in and just does nothing. So you may as well have hired an actor who could have at least acted her way through yeah. the segment. Real miss on the opportunity. Massive miss opportunity. Whereas, you, you know, you look back at the Jeff Jarrett stuff and they nailed the potential of what they could do there with that music video rap, which was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, the Sanjay yeah. Dutt one, which was the best of the two. The which one? The Sanjay Dutt one. Which <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think also FTR. If, if you were to look at the last three months of this the ass boys that the acclaim should have beaten the ass boys three months ago you should have gone into the team tna feud and the actual feud building to revolution should be ftr i know that they wanted to take time off and stuff but uh, you left a lot of money on the table there and the ass i think it's going to damage the ass boys because they're going to feel over pushed and fans will resent it because it's not ftr agreed um, Hangman Page interviewed backstage by Renee Young. Hangman wants a rubber match against John Moxley because they're in Ohio next week, which was where, where the first started. one was. Wheeler Utah interrupted because Blackpool Combat Club. Still a thing, apparently. Do you remember the last time we saw them all together and John Moxley was like, We are now a unit forever. Yeah. We are the strongest we've ever been. And they've had tag matches on Rampage. <sighs> <laughs> Don't him rampage me. <laughs> I've had a, a couple of tag matches, in mm. fact, actually. Uh, Claudio's even wrestled with them. But um, yeah, is I like the fact that they are finishing this in the same place where it started. Mm. And that's a nice, like, dramatic uh, denouement to this. And it's going to be Moxley returning next week, and Hangman wants to knock him out. Like for real, yeah, season, yeah. so he wants to knock him out, and he's going to do the same thing to Wheelie Utah on on Friday. Weird change. I'm not saying it's inconsistent, um, but you know, last week Hangman seemed regretful, and now he's very angry at John. So I'd be curious to see when it actually goes down what yeah. happens to Hangman. Whether he whether he's about to knock John out, and it's like, oh no, I can't do it. Yeah, it's almost felt like because he gave a little like look to Renee before he said it. Mm. Renee is the the real life wife of of Moxley. And 
there's a part of me, but maybe I'm projecting this onto it, is that Hangman's, you know, he's telling himself that this is what he's going to do is knock him out. But when he comes down to it, he can't pull the trigger. Yeah. But we'll yeah. see. We'll see I think that'd week. be a really good story. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the match next week because I've loved both the other two matches that they've had. Surprised they're not holding off till Revolution. So it's, it hints <laughs> towards them doing something else with both guys. Maybe they do a draw next week and you do the, you know, uh, the match at a at revolution it's unlike tony to do i know we just had the best of seven but the same match four yeah. times in such a short span i think pay it off then and do my hangman out of the cold <laughs> thing i think the, honestly the only reason it's happening next week is in ohio yeah uh brian danielson took on brian cage next it's brian bowl i thought this match was so good not of the level that the last three weeks where i thought i thought the even page danielson match was better than this uh, and Takeshita and Bandido were just extraordinary. Um, but this was more more angle. Not that it was, it was a great match, but it was more focused on the angle afterwards, I would say. There's a, you mentioned a wrestler last week, and I sort of incorrectly compared them to Rocky Romero, of that sort of wrestler that whenever they come down, you're like, I'm, just, I'm really not that mm-hmm. bothered. And then the wrestler's like, oh, yeah, actually, no, they are really good, aren't they? I get that every single time I watch Brian Cage wrestle. Anytime they announce a Brian Cage match, I go like, oh, God, Brian Cage match. All right. I guess, well, yeah. That, that's one week of television, I guess, as well. It's a nice little filler match for Brian. And he comes out of the ring. I'm like, he's just such a boring looking lad to look at. I've got no Brian time. Cage. Yeah, his hair's. The Swolverine. We are, the Swolverine's stupid. His hair's stupid. He's got a stupid beard. He's just this big. I cannot believe He's just this, this big muscle jack dude in tight pants. And I'm like, oh, I've got no time for this whatsoever. <coughs> and then he wrestles like, actually, he's rad. Like, his, his hair's rad. Yeah. This Wolverine's awesome. His beard's great, and I love his pants and his big jacked body because he's great. And, and it flips. happens, and it happens every time. Next time Brian Cage has a match, I'll be like, "Can't be asked for this. Absolutely can't be bothered." And I will love it by the end. I'm the complete opposite. There was a part of me last week when they announced it was Brian Cage versus Brian Danielson. I was more excited for that <laughs> than Brian Danielson versus Takeshita. No, no. A part of me, not every part, but a part of me, because I just, Brian Cage, because he's so unique uh, and he's a big, big, muscly guy who can do flippity flip flues, he allows a different style of match. It's always, a, you get to tell different stories. And I think after the, la- the last couple of weeks, what Danielson's had sort of, you know, that strong style match. Mm. This was a chance to do something different. And it, I, everything they did do was great. Cage's strength's phenomenal. Brian K, uh, Danielson's run up the turnbuckle. Flip, oh, and, and he, he caught him. him. Oh, so cool. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. I mean, this match was great. And I get it. I, it's great to have Brian Cage prove me wrong every single time, mm-hmm. even though really he doesn't shouldn't have to because I should already know that he's really good. But legit, legit when they announced it last week, I did think it's a bit of a step down okay. from, from the last three weeks that we've had. But yeah, I, I loved it. Thought it was rad. Do you, I don't know if other... They probably are, but it really stuck out for me here. Brian Cage's name bar had the embassy's Brian Cage. Yeah, because he's part of the embassy. Yeah, but you're not Blackpool Combat Club's Wheeler Utah in, in the... They do on the match graphics and stuff. In the match graphics, but not yeah. on the name bar. Then they do on the name bars as well. I, That's oh. too many words. <laughs> like, or the firm's Ethan Page and Matt Hardy. Oh, maybe they do. It just stuck out to me here, I thought... Is this that time when you thought that no one's ever charted at AEW before? <laughs> no, it was more... Ah, I just don't like the embassy. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Nana comes in and he's like, oh, you're, not, you're not the manager from Ring of Honor who should all be using... Yeah, it's Truth Martini. Truth Martini. Well, they can't because they've got Don Callis. Give them that. Oh, it's the same person. It's the same person. 
good match. Really, really good match. I really enjoyed it. And afterwards, Danielson just got the win, rolling Cage up. But it wasn't about winning or losing for Cage. It was about the money. He had to break Danielson's arm because MJF had contracted him. MJF comes down. Uh, they start to, you know, they sort of already beat up Danielson's arm in a chair against the ring post. They're going to pilmanize Danielson's arm. But Takeshita makes a save. MJF runs out. Rad. I love Takeshita coming down to make the save. Not Utah. Well, no, because Takesh is the one that's already setting up some stuff with MJF, so it makes more sense for it to, it's storyline-wise for it to yeah, be Takeshita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but Utah is also his friend. Yeah. And he was in the immediate segment beforehand. Well, he was well backstage <laughs> with, talking with Hangman Page. Um, you know, I, I, I love I that it was Takesh yes. that, that ran out, um, particularly as well, because MJF cuts the promo on him later on as well. And they had a backstage segment where Renee tried to interview Doc Sampson, and Doc Sampson's unsure whether he's going to be, you know, able to go at Revolution. Danielson said he's going to do it and he's going to expose. Mm. You think under the mask is a devil? No, it's a fraud. And I'm going to expose that to the world at Revolution. I like that they've set up a really nice narrative for this. And like someone else pointed this out on Twitter as well. It's two people who've got like almost diametrically opposed opinions of like wrestling and stuff. You know, like people who keep saying, you know, Danielson says like wrestling is like air to me like i need it so he's mm. on tv wrestling every single week whereas mjf is now this championship is what i need so he's not wrestling on tv every week because he's always preserving himself and then danielson wrestling every single week on tv is then going to go into a one-hour match whereas mjf who hasn't re- hasn't wrestled a match since he won the belt mm. is going to be going in there as fresh well, as he, a date ricky starts oh, oh, yes. only one yes only one. and one match one match since yeah. he won the belt in november is going to be going in fresh as a daisy without the arm injury either. I think it's going to make a really interesting story. Particularly as well because, what's MGF's finisher? Oh, Soul of the Earth! It's the arm bar. So I think that's going to be some really, yeah. I think they're going to create some really interesting drama in there. And I really, really, really like the storyline they've done with Danielson and MJF. Uh, the Danielson promo was really good. Should we cover the, the Max promo? Yeah, Because it's do, only yeah. a segment later and it ties onto this. Yeah, MJF cut a promo uh, replying to MJF, uh, replying to Danielson, which Luke's already covered. Uh, but he also takes time to threaten Takeshita, stay out of my business. And I think one of the, if, when we look back on this in a couple of months, I think we're going to go, this was such a good feud because it elevated Takeshita. Absolutely. They're doing a really good job of building him up in this. I loved his line of, if you want to dance with the devil, you better match my tempo. Mm. Oh, it's like really, really good. That's wonderfully poetic and stuff. And yeah, I, I think you're right. Like This is clearly, it's a way to, you know, Bill Danielson and you give him the, the one hour match that he probably would love doing anyway but you're building up another guy trying to create a new star of this like that could be mm. your all out match yeah, or your yeah. double or nothing yeah. main event is MJF Takeshita I got big uh, 2000 Triple H vibes the way Max was obsessing over the belt and I mean that as a very high compliment because mm. I, I always loved that about Hunter's character because he is like the championship is the most important thing to me it's like Gollum with the ring uh, so that was really good. But yes, he... Oh, wait, he had a line about how he knocked out Ellen DeGeneres on meth. Well, it's William Regal. Is that... I did not... Yeah, he, sa- he said, wasn't there some British guy? Like, oh. I can remind you of some British guy who looked like Ellen DeGeneres on meth. <laughs> I don't think he looks like Ellen DeGeneres. But I think maybe they've got, they've got the same hair. We don't have Ellen in this yeah. country, so um, so I don't know if they've got the same hair. But then Max revealed who Brian will be facing next week. Oh, man, you want to talk about a step up? Timothy Thatcher. 
Oh, baby. Timothy Thatcher is going to have a match in AEW. I am against mm. Brian Danielson. And that's the the Noah thing we were talking about earlier. It's like, you know, Sting and Darby. You want to have Sting and Darby come over for a media match? That's absolutely fine. Can I have Timothy Thatcher for an episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. We'll just do a little bit of a talent exchange and we'll have, let you have some footage as well. But yeah, I'm a massive Timothy Thatcher guy. You and I used to see him fairly regularly yeah. down at Rep Pro and stuff. So dead, dead excited. I saw someone describe him on Twitter as he is the most, in quotes, I can't believe he's not British man I've ever <laughs> seen. <laughs> he's got such a muscly back. That's what I'm, I was seeing him live. I was like, your back is enormous, <laughs> and it feels like it's got fists in it. Yeah, uh, never has there been a more imposing team than seeing yeah. Walter and Thatcher walk down the road. Oh no, I don't want to get in the ring with them. Really exciting. I thought again, production did a great job. Sometimes in the past, when they've done this, they've just said, "You're wrestling," you know, Kushida, Kushida, and the, did they give a? No, that was just announced that at the end announced, of the yeah. show. So it's like, well, it'd be good for fans who are not au fait. Who, follow everything to to know why that's so cool particularly because they were focusing on the armbar that thatcher's mm. been using to win matches over in noah so yeah. that that's what uh mjf's targeting yeah really important context so a uh, good job from production again uh after that we had the uh mandatory women's segment which was tony storm versus ruby soho tony storm fresh off her one-dimensional but much needed heel turn last week with Soraya. No Soraya here. She cut a just wooden nothing promo in the inset where she said to Ruby Soho, hey, all these homegrown idiots, you've forgotten where you come from, Ruby. Uh, terrible stuff, I thought. <laughs> and then they had a match, which was fine, but it ended by Britt Baker doing a distraction music entrance she stood on the ramp tony's like what ruby soho that allowed ruby soho to win it's a wwe finish yeah i i I, I get that (laughs) i don't think it's good i i quite like this finish for two reasons one there's that i'm not massively keen on it but i think it is a a fun little wink and a nod as part of this story two ruby was not happy about it and i think that creates some really interesting character stuff that you can do there because you're right a lot of this is fairly one-dimensional so it'd be nice to have some extra layers in here that characters can, can get into and ruby's her reactions at the end were was like yeah yeah one but that's not how i want to be doing this like i want to just beat tony storm also the history between ruby and Britt baker they're not going to be the best of pals so at least it is a match that added something to this storyline so I, and it's a finish that added something. So I, I'm, I'm giving it a thumbs up on that. Also, I actually thought the match itself was pretty darn good. I, I, I mean, you're right. The Ruby Soho setup for that annoyed me. You know, alluding that she might side with Soraya and Tony. That's cool. This was a terrible way to do it. Just off the top of my head, a way to do that without the ha-ha in-joke, WWE's bad, but it actually isn't at the moment, so these jokes <laughs> fell really flat and they just come across as petty. And I don't think this this level of laziness would be done for the men's division booking. So that's always in the back of my head where I'm like, why can't you do so like the such well, well-thought-out plans as you do for the women? It's because Tony doesn't care about them. That, well, that's what it comes across as for yeah. three, four years now. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's amazing. We're still surprised at it. I know. But the the way you do it, I suppose, is you have Soraya out there, which I think she needed to be as well. Soraya is interfering. Britt Baker 
tries to stop her interfering. That costs Ruby the match. But then Ruby can have that tension with Britt Baker. Tony Storm can win because the thing we haven't spoken about here is Tony Storm lost. I think that's she looked rubbish in this. I don't think she looked rubbish because she was. She, she lost because a distraction music entrance spot happened. Yeah, which is kind of I, I, and I get it as well, but I don't think she looked rubbish. She had the match won. Yeah, so through, when she goes through her, through her own smarts, like I'm, I, dude, I'm not saying that it's a perfectly well done thing. I think the distraction thing doesn't overly work. So I think it is a bad finish. I get why they did it. Don't think it's a good idea, but I do think it adds something. And I don't think Tony looks <clears> rubbish coming out of it. Well, I, I disagree. Um, yeah, I thought it was really bad. Uh, and then we had the main event, uh, which we've already covered, uh, but also a tease that Emmy Sakura is taking on Jamie Hayter on Rampage. On Rampage, which yes, is, which would be good. Uh, a championship qualifier oh. match. Jamie Hayter cut a very nice promo on yeah. Emmy Sakura. Uh, yes, well, overall, I gave it eighty-six percent because I and th- we were pretty down on every segment. I think not down, but like, mm. oh, that wasn't the potential. The potential yeah. wasn't reached. Apart from the Jay Briscoe tribute stuff, which was so phenomenally done, it's it raised this like three levels. That's what I, I said this to you in the office earlier. Is that this felt like a show that wasn't designed to be like a big show where you do lots of big storyline beats or things like mm. that? Because really, what this was about was that that video package and the main events. So what you don't want to do is put a load of stuff on the show that might overshadow that main event because that's what the focus should be on. But also from that, then what you have is a show that has an incredible finale and a lot of other middle of the road stuff on there. I actually, I mean, I really like the Brian Danielson cage match. That was great. And I, I really liked the post-match angle they did afterwards and the Timothy Thatcher reveal. The hangman stuff was pretty good. And, I, and like there wasn't, there was not a bad match on the show. It's, but it's kind of like what I said about the, the Raw on Monday, the Raw 30. Raw 30 had an all-time great segment with the Bloodline. The rest of the show was actually pretty pants and, and pretty worthless. Mm-hmm. But it was an awesome opening segment, so it was like a, an all-time five out of five for me. And again, it's with because of the <coughs> Mark and Briscoe, Jamie Lethal main events, like, yeah, the show was more or less nothing, but that was so good. Like, it's a five out of five show for me. Yeah. Uh, very different from the run of Dynamites we've had so far mm. this year, which I, since, since early December, yeah. I would say it's been a an incredibly high standard, particularly in ring wrestling wise. And this was uh, a significant level down. But like you said, Jay, Jay Briscoe's stuff was excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, your remaining Omega chats. Last call for those. Arctolatri says the family therapy thing was just awkward. Daddy Ass called this because he was tired of them fighting. But wasn't it last week when Daddy Ass shoved his kids ass first into the concrete? Yes. Yeah. It's not good. Uh, BM Whitehouse 76 says, I realised tonight that Jay Cargill has had the TBS title for over a year and feels like she has done nothing with it. I don't know what you do with her or the title. It's like the title and the streak are holding her back at this point. Well, I feel like they were just waiting to get to 50. Mm-hmm. And we're, I think she's on 49 now. So what what they really need to now is build a challenger for her. Which Willow. I, I thought they were going to do with Willow, but Willow's now in this uh, the feud with Storm, Soraya, and Ruby. So I don't know if she's going to be the person that dethrones her. But I, 
what you want to do is dethrone her when it's a <coughs> on a big number for this undefeated streak. Mm. But it's it's hard to make an undefeated streak feel important when you've got one match a week. I agree that it feels like a, an albatross now. Yeah, right? totally. Because you can't put Jade with your top other women's division people because she can't lose. So you can't have uh, her interact with Tony Storm or Britt Baker or Ruby Soho. So how are you going to make her feel like she's leveling up if she's just in the mix with, no offense, Red Velvet, Kira Hogan? Sky Blue. Sky Blue. Madison Rain. JS, woo, turn Menberg for 11 months. If FTR come back, put them with Mark and let them dominate the trios. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a that's a beautiful so idea. So good. Uh, for a minute there, I was like, who's Mark? <laughs> My friend Mark. <laughs> but yeah, well, Mark no, Briscoe, of course. I, I, uh, I heard that your friend Mark tuned out. <laughs> Wait. It turns out he did. He did, Hunter. Uh, <laughs> it could be how cathartic like angles can be. DAD and top hair, Ollie for life. That's the best idea I've heard all day. Me too. I love that. And I've had some good ones. <laughs> Lest you forget Darby Allen being wrapped up like a mummy. The Yeti. <laughs> Uh, Ethan Henry hey guys first time ultra chatting it's about Raw but I'm sure you won't mind a bit of bloodline fancy booking what if Sammy's test is to do nothing to not get involved with Owens versus Reigns but he can't stop himself and nearly costs Roman the match that is uh, honestly one of the other so we had a lot of these through yesterday mm. and the one thing that I, I I mentioned this a couple of times that I feel slightly I don't know I don't know what the wording is for this a lot of people will be like uh, Roman says he has to enter in at the Rumble and gets a or gets the end and win, or he's got to go at this and he's got to do this. I don't want it to be a stip. I don't want the test that he's got to do to be a wrestling stipulation because this storyline feels like it is bigger. Mm. That's the sort of thing that Vince would do. You're going in the Rumble at number one and you've got to make it and you've got to win the title. Or, you know. And he careers on the line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I, I don't think that, but this is one of those things where it's, it's not a wrestling stip. Yeah. This is actually just. This is an order. That sort of feels like the sort of thing the Roman would be doing. Um, my, I'm, I'm sticking with my theory though. The test is for Heyman. Oh, test isn't for Sammy at all. I think the whole. I think it's a big misdirect. Interesting. And, and it, the test isn't, isn't going to be at the Rumble. It's going to be on SmackDown to see if Paul does keep Sammy away from Roman, mm. or if Paul is is trying to manipulate the situation to make Sammy come to the mm. building. I'm really, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, it's, you know, to to get a, someone excited about WWE and a storyline chatting in on an AEW podcast. Mm -hmm. It's a strange world we oh, live in yeah. now. Uh, and uh, that was it. That That's was it. the last That's one. The last Sorry, one. I thought we had more. Uh, but thank you very much for everyone joining us here today. And... Uh, please do if you haven't already subscribe oh, where wait, we wait. at. I was going to say that's a quick refresh. Um, hold on, I've verify got... it's you. I've got to. Oh, hold on. to your password. Yeah, well, I'm doing that, aren't I? Hold on. Yay! Yay! We've hit seventy-one thousand fans. Two days in a row. Thank you, Vince. <laughs> you helped us. Yeah. <laughs> Come back every month. <laughs> Uh, go check out the WrestleTalk news that's gone live uh, as well earlier. But also remember, we were being glib earlier. Go and check out the Honor Club. Uh, well, on YouTube. It's, on it's YouTube. the ROH tribute show to Jay Briscoe. Uh, but for now, I've been Ollie Davis. It's been Luke Owen, DAD. Jam that jam. Jam that jam, everyone.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.